welcome back to Input 2. It's your host with the most, Dylan, and today with me is... Hi, I'm Sam Scheip. I'm host of Remixed. And then we have with us... Yes, uh, I'm Blake Chapman. I'm the managing editor for BSU. And you better sit down and plug in your headphone jacks because this is another exciting episode of Input 2. Okay, so now that that's over, it's been forever since I've talked to the podcasting people of the world. Uh, I've been dead emotionally, <laughs> mentally, physically. College is killing me slowly. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it's the same for Blake and Sam. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I really hope it hasn't completely destroyed them. So... <laughs> In this episode, we're going to be talking about the most anticipated movie of the month of March 2021, <laughs> Kong vs. Godzilla. Like Everyone wants those. Most anticipated of March. That's very fair. <laughs> well, right now it's the only anticipated movie we have, so we're going to be deca- deba- <laughs> debating who's going to win. But first, we're going to go through a little bit of uh, background history on both monsters and see how they may or may not duke it out. So let's get right on into it. First, we're going to cover the history of King Kong. Giant monkey. That's literally what I would call his history, but okay. We're, we're going with the real history. Kong was thought up by a man named uh, Marion C. Cooper, mm-hmm. who was born in Jacksonville, Florida. He was a globetrotter, which I suppose that was a really big thing to do back in the 1930s. Was it the 30s? I, I think it was the 30s, remember. yeah. Uh, no one had really seen gorillas, so... And, uh, Mr. Cooper wanted to, uh, have a Komodo dragon originally fight a gorilla, because he did, like, they were, like, documentary reality-type things. He would take videos of animals and then Uh splice them together and make a movie out of it, so it was, like, a drama documentary-type deal. So that's what, uh, Cooper liked to do. Um, It's like, uh... Planet Earth, but instead of just being like, oh, we see them in their natural habitat, we're trying to dramatize the entire life of an inanimate animal in uh, nature. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what he was doing. During his time globetrotting, he made, well, covered that already. Now in 1930, yeah, I covered that too. No one, no one had seen what a gorilla was, and no one knew what a Komodo dragon was. So, according to Kong is King, one of the websites I visited to quote-unquote, research King Kong. Um, I didn't do much research. Kong not is King. Lie. That sounds biased. It, it is. <laughs> it, I think it was. So, during the 30s, producers were trying to replicate Arthur Conan Doyle's The Lost World, which I, I can see that. Uh-huh. I, can, I can really see that. And Big Monkey comes off of Island of Dinosaurs and other such animals and things so yeah i can i can really see how they were trying to recreate the uh lost world uh cooper made that movie with island dinosaurs giant silverback gorilla you know all good all good i honestly can't say that that movie had enough nuance behind it and i could literally explain the history of the movie in a few sentences when i went looking for history i could barely find anything and I, I really started rooting for Godzilla at that point because <laughs> King Kong was literally a man being like, I want to see a giant gorilla fighting a giant dragon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's kind of that's kind of what it is. The uh, direct 
the direct summarization I have here is Big Gorilla snatches woman, gets taken to New York, snatches woman again, and then gets shot and dies. Pretty much. That's that's pretty much what Kong was. Twas guys, beauty that killed the beast. Yeah. You guys got any <laughs> opinions on Kong? Um, like, the original King Kong, I, I respect it because it was, like, one of the first of its kind, like, big monster terrorizing city, right? Like, it predates Godzilla, so I give it that. But at the same time, it is just an overgrown gorilla. There's not much else about him. And he's just kind of like, I don't know. It, there's nothing super spectacular about it except, like, the little bit of nuance that you get when, like, he's dead on the ground and everyone's like, oh, now we feel kind of bad because, like, he just he just wanted love. <laughs> yeah. No, I would have to uh, also extend that um, same sentiment. I think that the the one complete excellent thing about King Kong, not just as a character, but as a movie in and of itself, is the fact that it was like rev or kind of revolutionary for that period of cinema, and and no one had experienced like this. Oh, it's this giant big budget thing, and the effects for the time look spectacular or whatever. Um, but when you sort of really get down into it, it honestly is just you know you it it you're making a lot of stretches if you're trying to make analogies with King Kong's origin and his story and everything. Um, but I feel like when and, and we might approach this a little bit further, but once we get into uh, the idea of Godzilla and what that is supposed, what he what that character is supposed to represent. Um, it's just a little bit more advanced sort of <laughs> thinking that I think, yeah. uh, strangely enough, the story of Kong kind of lacks. Yeah. I I agree with that because I felt like there was more depth to Godzilla. That's why I liked researching for this podcast. Godzilla had way more depth to him. Guy's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So... I'm going to give you a few uh, facts on gorillas that I looked up. I, I don't know how valid these facts actually are, but mm-hmm. um, here's a few facts. A western gorilla can reach speeds of about 20 miles per hour, so that might factor into <laughs> Kong versus Godzilla. I don't I don't I mean, really if you, know. I don't know. If you take that and scale it up to, I don't know, what's... So Kong and Godzilla versus King Kong is supposed to stand... Uh, what was it, 102 meters, so that's roughly 335 feet tall versus a regular gorilla. I don't know how tall a regular gorilla is. Like, if we scale that up, does that, like... Yeah, does that actually... Do, does Obviously, it's faster, but, like, how much faster? <laughs> yeah. And the next thing I found was, um, according to wildsafaris.com, which I, I don't know how valid this is, again... Mm-hmm. Uh, a gorilla can bench press about 27 times its weight. A mature silverback benched around 2 tons, which is 4,000 pounds. So when I took Kong's weight, this is this is off the MonsterVerse uh, wiki right here. All right. He said he was about six. He's said to be about as heavy as 60 tons, meaning theoretically Kong could bench 1,620 tons. Weight. How much does Godzilla weigh? Like ninety thousand tons or something. Yeah, like that's I mean, not I mean, even close. It's not even. It's not even going to come in to factor in. So I'm thinking that um, Kong versus Godzilla is kind of a little bit outmatched here. Well, let's but, let's let's talk. Let's like get into Godzilla's history yeah, before we talk about Godzilla. who's going to clap who, and we all know the big lizard beats big monkey. 
<laughs> okay, so going into God's um, God's <laughs> going into God. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm cracking up over here. Okay, so going on to the king of all monsters, the master of all, our big lizard, our giant scaly friend, Godzilla. Our boy Godzilla first hit the scene in 1954 in Japan. And pardon the pun, he was a smash hit. He really was. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that one. I hate puns, but I'll let that one slide. Godzilla was created from the lingering fear of the atomic bomb, and um, those were dropped on Japan, Hiroshima, and Nagasaki. Nagasaki, yes. Yeah. So that's where his atomic breath came from. Um, I felt like Blake had something to add before I kind of cut him off. I no, feel sorry. Yeah. That's what I was going to extend it into, is that sort of... It's, it's a simple, I guess, uh, basis for, for what his character is, but the fact that it's he's really sort of a personification or, or a monsterfication in a way of, uh, you know, this him being created was basically this giant, you know, sea monster that was irradiated and now it you know, has all these powers. And I guess it's, it's in some way supposed to, like, represent oh this is you know the personification of our destruction of humanity if we like we go down this path of nuclear warfare or whatever um but i think yeah like that analogy is a lot more interesting than giant gorilla (laughs) like small lady in white dress yeah and to be fair yeah that so like his, that that's one of the analogies that like the creator acknowledges but another one is um it's actually supposed to be um represented of the act of the u.s themselves so it's uh it's a sleeping giant that was woken up and it just caused destruction basically because you pissed him off oh i <laughs> i didn't know that. like that well because like if you think about it that's like that was their analogy for like what happened when we dropped the nuclear bombs, it was like they woke up a sleeping giant with Pearl Harbor, and now they have to face the retributions of their actions. Whereas with Godzilla, it's, you know, they're testing nuclear bombs or they're um, polluting, because that's in other movies, it's pollution that causes him to, like, him or her, depending on the iteration of Godzilla. Godzilla, I guess, transcends gender. Um, but, like, it just kind of calls upon, like, Godzilla to act in that moment. And sometimes it's not in people's favor. It's more of a, like, I'll put you in your place so you stop messing with stuff. Yeah, Godzilla yeah. is the monster that will destroy humanity. And I felt like it was a good monster to do. At first they were thinking about making it an octopus. But then they decided yeah. to use characteristics from several prehistoric things. Yeah. Like the T-Rex and the uh, Stegosaurus and yeah. things like that. It was, like, alligator, Stegosaurus, T-Rex, and then there was one other i forget the other there was one other dinosaur that they like just fused them all into one and fun fact linking to um since we're getting away from it but linking to like the hiroshima and nagasaki thing um so his skin kind of looks bubbly right like his scales kind of look bubbly yeah that's actually supposed to be represented of like the scars that have healed from hiroshima and nagasaki survivors of like the the boiling like scar yeah so weird oh my god it's really cool though like if you think about like the the, like the symbolism behind that it's really cool yeah that is really interesting but like when i when i was first reading up on that and and i saw it i was like oh i'm not gonna be able to get that image out of my head now (laughs) he's just covered in scars yeah that that was um 
that's a very interesting thing to learn. That's something I didn't learn while researching Godzilla. That's mm-hmm. something I was just like, oh, that's interesting. So, moving on. The original Godzilla suit was 220 pounds, so I'm giving props to Japan and the actor who wore that suit. Yeah, what was his name? Oh, gosh. I think it was the... I think, I think that's Haru Naika, Naikajima. I hope I pronounced that right. I think he was the first one in the suit. I applaud him. Moving around in a 220-pound suit and destroying miniature models of cities, that was actually a cinematic masterpiece back then, mm-hmm. too. And so. he was a he was a black belt in judo, so like when they had him like fight other monsters, he was actually using judo. Oh, <laughs> so, my gosh, that's great. So the guy inside inside of Godzilla knows jiu-jitsu and is a black belt in jiu-jitsu, so I think Godzilla's a black belt in jiu-jitsu is what I'm hearing, and he's about to clap Kong, but that's all, that's all I'm saying. He's gonna do a flying hurricane kick. I mean, he can technically. He can do a flying drop kick. That's canon. Yeah, that is canon. <laughs> He's gonna drop kick Kong. <laughs> well, he can technically also fly. I don't think that one's canon, but he can like tuck his tail up, like, and he picks up his tail and he just flies backwards. Yeah, he can use his atomic breath to fly like a rocket. Yeah. So, after the first Godzilla movie, we get to the second one. The second one is um, how we got to where we are today. Godzilla Raids Again was the first movie where they pitted him against another monster. So that's how we've gotten to where we are today with the monster movies. So going on, of course, in 1975, the Showa era in in Japan introduced the movies where Godzilla's friends and enemies alike. During this era, we were introduced to the monsters in the movie Ghidorah? Ghidorah? Ghidorah. Yeah, it's Ghidorah. Okay. (laughs) King Ghidorah, yeah. Yeah, the three-headed monster where you had... Basically, the monster started talking, and then you had the two fairies trying to translate, or the twin fairies uh, Mm -hmm. translating for the audience. So, in the end, they kind of decided to drive Ghidorah back into space. Yeah, so King Ghidorah, he's also in... um, So, Godzilla King of Monsters, which came out in 2019... Uh, the main antagonist is King Ghidorah again. Um, he shows up multiple times in the Godzilla anthology because he's actually so he's a kaiju. And for those of you who don't know what a kaiju is, um, a kaiju is a giant monster of a type featured in Japanese fantasy and science fiction. Um, so like technically, we can argue that like Kong is a kaiju, but basically like an oversized monster is a kaiju. Um, and there's a whole bunch of kaiju's in the Godzilla universe. So in Godzilla King of Monsters. Um, there's all of the ones that are from Earth, um, so that's like Rodan, Mothra, and Godzilla, and there's multiple others. But then King Ghidorah, who we all think is like a kaiju from Earth, he's actually from space, and he's here to mess people up. And he can kind of like, kind of control our kaiju or like mess with them. And Godzilla's like, "Bro, get off my planet!" And then he just, bra, big monster fight. Yeah, this is pretty much the era where Godzilla became less of a destruction of humanity type monster and more Mm -hmm. of a protector of humanity type monster. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to essentially be, well, he's more so a, a, it's more so for the balance of Earth, not for humanity. Because if you look at him, like, he doesn't actively protect humans. Um, Like, in some movies he does, but that's more so because he's trying to protect the world in and of itself. Um, But the original creator describes him as a Shinto um, or from Shintoism, which is a Japanese religion, um, where basically he's he's the equivalent of like a god of destruction. Like so, from destruction 
can come new life and it kind of returns to order. Um, so that was the idea behind him originally, like just messing up Tokyo, right? Like he just destroys stuff and then it's kind of for the idea of like things have to be destroyed to like be new again. But in reality, like it, he's shifted over time to kind of be like Earth's protector. Now, it was during those eras that he kind of became, you know, a little less of a serious monster too. Because oh you got yeah, the, you got the flying kicks and <laughs> the atomic rocket. Brad. Yeah, and, he, and there's a lot of non-canon stuff um, that's like very comic book e logic. Um, and like he's he's even in a bunch of comic books. Like he he played like a one v one in basketball against Charles Barkley. Um, at least I think it was Charles Barkley. Um, somewhat, someone of the equivalent. So it's like, uh, and like, so I'm like going into like the Kong versus Godzilla. I'm trying to keep in mind what's canon and what isn't, even though a lot of the stuff that's not canon is so funny and cool. Um, so it just really, like really depends. Um, but like technically, the anti gravity defying drop kick is canon. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so. I- Way that from what I've seen of like trailers and stuff, like I don't know, or from uh, past movies in in the current uh, legendary universe, I don't know if like that Godzilla would be able to move fast enough to like jump up a considerable to a considerable height, twist his body, and then extend his legs in a quick <laughs> enough fashion where one it would work and two it would actually look. Yeah, and, and that's fair, but like, so essentially, what we're going off of for uh, Godzilla versus Kong, and I hope we're on the same team where we all think Godzilla's gonna win, but we'll, we can get to that in a minute. But um, this canon of Godzilla is the canon of the 2014 Godzilla, um, which was like the 2014 Godzilla movie was like better critically acclaimed than like fan acclaimed or rated whatever. It's like all the fans, one. not super big fans just because there wasn't enough big scary monster and then 2019 Godzilla King of Monsters horrible critic reviews like horrible um like anyone that's supposed to care about movies was like this is trash but all the fans were like big fight monster let's go like i i went to go see it in IMAX like i went i went down to Indianapolis rode a bird scooter for eight miles to go see this thing in IMAX, and there everyone was just screaming every time there was big monster on screen. It was so amazing. But yeah, that's the canon that we're working with, is the 2014 uh, Godzilla, and then the 2019 Godzilla King of Monsters. That's the, that's the one we're working with. And if anyone tries to bring up that really crappy American one... 1998. From... Yeah, for like the Godzilla 2000 or whatever it was, giant like, T-Rex. Yeah. Ooh. So, so the one that they made, <laughs> the Americans made like 20 years ago or whatever it was, that's technically not Godzilla. That is technically a different monster named Zilla. So, he's not even like we're he's not a even a rip-off piece of garbage. Yes, he's not allowed in this argument. That's why Tokyo went back in 2000 to 2004 and that was the millennium era yeah that's when tokyo really took back godzilla and kind of turned him back into you know the monster we all know and love going back to godzilla's roots yeah so 
it had a classic uh, suitmation and 54 new CGI special effects. Or, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, during the Millennium Era, Godzilla had the classic suitmation of 54 and now had more CGI and special effects, which helped kind of make the monster a little bit more scary and realistic looking because we were just coming into the era of CGI right around then. So, once we get to that past that era, we go into 2014, where Legendary Films acquired the rights from Toho Studio. Of course, during this time, after the first Legendary Film, Toho was like, oh, we see how that is, so we're going to make a Godzilla anime! <laughs> That's exactly what they went and did, and it's been going strong over in uh, Japan. So, that was considerably considered um, America's best shot at making a Godzilla movie, and they used motion tracking special effects. Much darker themes. A lot agree that it was more in line than with how Godzilla was originally imagined. So that was, uh, that's interesting. The success of the legendary movie kind of opened up the MonsterVerse, mm -hmm. which is exactly what Godzilla versus Kong is going to be. So now that we're kind of up to date with Godzilla and his history and his past, let's get into the real juicy part. We're talking Kong versus Godzilla now, oh, let's people. go. I'm, I'm so ready. Okay, so are all three of us Team Godzilla? Yeah, we're kind of right. all on the same team as Godzilla, aren't we? Uh, I will play. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I, I'm not against having someone to debate against. He deserves someone. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know if that's true. Um... But essentially, like, so if we're talking Godzilla versus Kong, so, like, we kind of have to take their stats into account, right? So Kong in his original movie, uh, Kong Skull Island, because that's the Kong I'm taking into this. Yes. Like, he's been sized up because in Kong Skull Island, they were like, he's an adolescent, which was basically just their excuse to size him up to try to fight Godzilla because he was a baby in comparison, right? He was, like, 150 feet yeah. tall, and now he's... Like, what? He's a little shorter than Godzilla now. He's, like, uh, oh, gosh, 335 feet. Yeah. So, and, like, and Godzilla's 394 feet. So, like, the size difference is now, like, you know, much less glaring. Like, now it's, like, a 30-feet difference instead of, like, a 130-feet difference. Yeah. But, like, I don't... Ugh. Ugh. Kong's getting clapped. That's all I'm saying. Kong's getting clapped. You cannot tell me that the Godzilla that, like, 1v3'd King Caesar, Rodan, and Angurius is going to get clapped by a monkey. I mean, if if Kong's got the right amount of strength, what if he throws something at Godzilla? I mean, I mean, technically, Godzilla's got the atomic breath. I was so. Say, so Kong doesn't have any real range. That's the argument ranged... of, like, ranged weapons, which, like, yeah, Kong uses a spear, right? Godzilla can shoot him from, like, a mile away. You're not wrong. I'm just trying to blast him, just like charge up that atomic breath. It only takes a couple seconds, though. It, but it never—it's never something that usually comes out like immediately. Uh -huh. Fight like his last resort. So I think that you know, obviously, he could be weakened to the point where that's going to have to be his his trump card or whatever. But I'm I'm saying like. I don't know. From everything I've seen, I think Kong moves a lot faster. He's got speed and, and reach, definitely, on his side. Because, you know, it, it, it's Godzilla. He's got, you know, arms that are proportional to a T-Rex on his side. 
Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I agree. He's got the reach. Like he could definitely get if it get if he get, if he can get close, he can probably throw some good punches. But like, where's this fight taking place? Because like on the posters, it's like on a on like a ship, like in the water. Which like, if Godzilla gets in the water, Kong's done. Like that's where Godzilla lives. He's amphibious. He lives. He can live and breathe in the water. Kong can get just drown. Monkey. <laughs> You're not wrong. So if it does take place on a ship, then Kong is kind of doomed from the beginning. Well, yeah, it, like speed is no longer a factor if it's close quarters. And like, yeah, he's got the reach of his arms. But again, if it's close quarters, like, it, like the reach isn't as much of a factor because like, of course he can reach. It's close quarters. But like, just blast him. Like, How right much there. strength does he have behind his fist? I don't like, know. Probably insane. Because to be fair, we've never seen like no one's ever taught a gorilla how to weight lift. So we've never seen one at full strength. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not but like, wrong. and like, I assume Kong is like, because Kong in his movie, he like goes around like murking other like kaiju equivalents, but they're also like, like they're they're at comparable size to Kong in Kong Skull Island, whereas Kong is now like almost twice that size. I mean, wasn't uh, weren't one of the. Uh, awesome scenes in Skull Island where he takes one of those like slithering snake creatures and just grabs it by the jaws and rips it in half. Yeah, that was cool. So like, I don't, I don't want to, because like that's also a possibility. It's it's like okay, Godzilla's got the bite force or whatever and all those sharp teeth, but I mean, mm, if he gets a good like, I feel like with that, you know, those opposable thumbs and like just those giant hands, I think Kong's a grappler. Yeah. So then, so I don't want to like, I don't want to be in a situation. I don't think Godzilla wants to be in a situation where Kong's got a good hold on him because he could just go to town on his limbs or his uh -huh. car or, or anything. But I'll I'll say this. So like, but nothing man-made has been able to like hurt Godzilla short of a nuclear bomb, which we have dropped on him, and he shrugged it off for the next movie. That's true. Like, like the only thing that phases him is something that low-key makes him stronger. Because nuclear radiation makes him stronger. Which is something that in one movie, because he was going up against, uh, I think it was actually Godzilla King of Monsters. Or like he was going up against Ghidorah and people were just like, oh shoot, he's like our only hope. And he's weak because Ghidorah just got done clapping him because he had the help of like a couple other kaiju. And they were like, let's give him some radiation to snack on. And then he snacks on some radiation, pops up, and beats the heck out of Ghidorah. See, I'm not the Kong aficionado. I'm not the Godzilla <laughs> aficionado, and I'm not the Kong aficionado here. I'm just along for the ride. This is great that's fair. conversation. No, that's cool. Uh, yeah, no, my I have... I grew up with, like, my best friend of all time. He's, like, the biggest Godzilla super fan. And a bunch of our other friends are also, like, super into this. So, like, I texted him before this. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be talking Godzilla versus Kong. What should I talk about? And he was like, uh, Godzilla has literally flown from firing their breath in, like, the opposite direction. So, like, if he really needs to gain ground, I guess he could just... And then just, like, catapult himself backwards. And, like, you know, and, like, the fact that they have to, like, size Kong up to even, like, stand as tall as Godzilla, kind of wild. This would have been a like, if, if, it was, if it was Kong Skull Island Kong, easy clap, because he's, like, he comes up to, like, Godzilla's, like, waist, right? 
but they had like they, but they did size him up. Also, Godzilla has survived a black hole. Oh my god! Like so, so in in the in the situation where this happened, people figured out how to like make a man-made black hole, right? And they tried to like basically kill Godzilla with it, and he just decided no, and he just walked out of it. <laughs> and then they're like, oh no, now we have to deal with Godzilla and a black hole. But I mean, like, is at that point, is there anything that could beat him? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of like if you put anyone up against Superman that doesn't have kryptonite. There's no point. He's going to win. That's a good, that is, that's a good analogy. That's a good I analogy. Mean, I think, I think uh, ultimately, my, like, my, my big final argument in the case of Kong <laughs> is something that we, we touched on uh, a little bit earlier in the conversation. I know, Sam, when, when you mentioned that, like, uh, Godzilla 2014 wasn't that well received by fans, but it was by critics. And for King of Monsters, that was really well received by fans just because it was a giant monster fighting giant monster for mm-hmm. a much longer period of time. I think when it comes down to this movie, the, the fact that we are even having this uh, intense intellectual conversation about <laughs> does the giant lizard... <laughs> breathe fire and it has a tail the size of the Empire State Building <laughs> take down the giant monkey that is a giant monkey <laughs> ridiculous in and of itself and just for the meme of it all for the absolute hilarity I just want to see like it's just the epitome of monkey like that's it that's like God's, or King Kong is a monkey if he does monkey flip, he will win. <laughs> All he has to do, I swear, if God, if if King Kong does anything even remotely meme-worthy in this movie, it's over. I don't care. <laughs> He'll have the moral victory. Exactly, and I think that's that's where he's going to take it in the hearts of, of most fans. Like at, long after this battle is or long after this battle is fought, is I'm going to see. King Kong doing a backflip off of some building, and everyone's gonna scream, "Oh, monkey did a flip!" (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's. I mean, I don't disagree that he might come away with the moral victory, but like again, and and logically, they've didn't they already confirm that there's like another monster that they're gonna have to like team up and fight? Is it Mechagodzilla that they're fighting? It might Mechagodzilla. Hold on. That's what I think because from the first trailer, a lot of people were sort of going frame by frame and pointing out that, and and it's it's you know suffice it to say it's more than likely that would make sense for the direction of the movie uh, if if they want to make it like a good conclusion. Yeah. Um, so it looks like it looks like it is gonna be Mechagodzilla. Hold on. <laughs> Because I thought I actually saw, like, and this is going to sound a little weird, because, uh, like, I thought I was in Target, and I saw, like, merch for Godzilla vs. Kong, and I thought I saw, like, it wasn't, like, a pop vinyl. It was one of those off-brand ones, and there was just, like, a Mecha Godzilla one branded Kong versus Godzilla, which, like, if that doesn't confirm that he's in the movie, I don't know what does. Um, yeah, so Mecha Godzilla's in it. So, like, obvious. okay, so regardless of the fight, 
and who would win because now I'm 100% convinced that they're not going to like fight to the death or fight to win because I think Mechagodzilla is going to show up and then they're just going to team up against Mechagodzilla and then that's going to be how it ends and then like they're going to be like Godzilla's going to be like in the water and and Kong's going to be on his island and they're going to like make eye contact and they're going to like do like the equivalent of like the tough guy nod and then Kong's going to turn away and walk into the trees and Godzilla's <laughs> going to turn away and submerge into the depths while we hear like some like really really heavy-handed monologue from one of the one of the people that are like that's in the movie and it's going to be something about like how man is like the worst monster and that's my prediction honestly from what i can imagine that because i feel like i've seen movies do that way too much well yeah and and it's happened in godzilla movies there was um uh, like godzilla versus mothra it wasn't it was he didn't even fight mothra mothra like helped him out and so it was just like okay cool because there's different monsters, and Godzilla's done it many times with many different monsters. Like, basically, if it's from Earth and it's a kaiju, Godzilla really doesn't want to kill it unless it's causing problems. Like, it went to fight, like, like Rodan, um, who's like a pterodactyl-looking thing, right? He's like, he's a fire pterodactyl that, like, can also produce radiation, I guess. Um, and he's, like, in this movie, and he's, like, laying eggs in this volcano, and he's, like, causing havoc. And then Godzilla's like, hey, yo knock it off and then Rodan's like nah and then Mothra wakes up and is like yeah you going to sleep and so it's just like it's just like it's just kind of how Godzilla movies tend to work like there's a big bad but there can also be like another bad guy that like turns out to be the homie because in other movies like Rodan helps Godzilla like when uh, King Ghidorah shows up and King Ghidorah's like waking up Rodan and Rodan's like bro I was sleeping and he's like I was just trying to sleep inside this volcano. I didn't like want to be out and awake messing people up. Or like Mothra in uh, Godzilla vs. King of Monsters was encased in ice, and they all wake up because Ghidorah's here, and Ghidorah's pissing all of them off, and Ghidorah's like making them like act out and destroy stuff, and then it's like, oh, they're all just they all just want to mess up Ghidorah, and then they do. <laughs> like so, Godzilla like would have fought Rodan realistically, and instead he's like, nah, we're fighting Ghidorah. Because, like, Rodan basically works for Ghidorah for, like, half the movie. And then Godzilla shows up, and then the, they both just beat the heck out of Ghidorah. I suppose the fans just love a good baddie teams up with good guy. Well, quote-unquote good guy. I mean, not... I mean, Godzilla's a force of chaos. Yeah. He's, he's a force of hero. Yeah, he, that's exactly what he is. He's an anti-hero. He's, like, he's, a, he's technically a good guy, but, like, his methods... Like honestly, the the worst victims that will come from this is any civilians that are in the blast range. <laughs> You're not for- like those are the ones that lose this fight. All right, it's not gonna be Kong or Godzilla. Like Godzilla, like Mecha Godzilla is probably gonna lose because that's what Mecha Godzilla does best. They made three movies about it in like the eighties. Um, <laughs> and, and like every time they're like, oh, this Mecha Godzilla will beat Godzilla, and then Godzilla's like, what are you talking about? I'm just like. I'm just based, and then he just destroys it again. Oh, my gosh. Godzilla's built different. My final uh, thought on on everything is I know, Sam, you mentioned that that's probably what the ending is going to be. I think that one of the best, the, the moment in the movie when Kong and Godzilla are more than likely going to end up teaming up to fight Mechagodzilla or, or whatever the, the true baddie of the film is going to be. Uh, there's going to be a moment where 
Godzilla and Kong are like shouting at each other across the cityscape. And there's going to be this little itty bitty yellow subtitle text that comes across. (laughs) And it's going to be Kong saying, I don't approve of your methods, but they're going to start the smackdown on whomever it is that uh, is going to close out the movie. I think it'd be so funny if like they're like walking towards Mechagodzilla like side by side, right? And then like Kong pulls like a Hulk thing where he just like punches Godzilla in the arm like really hard. <laughs> so what you're saying is that at the end of the day, Godzilla versus Kong is not a monster kaiju movie. It's a buddy cop film. Dude, it's straight up gonna be a buddy cop film, and I'm so hyped. Like I think even better than that is if like at some point I know it's so stupid, but I want them to fist bump just because like Kong has this very human-like big fist and Godzilla's got this little like T-Rex lizard arm and he just has to kind of dangle it out there and like fist bump this guy. And it'd be so freaking funny. And I'm so here for it. That would be hilarious. Also, if Godzilla gets the sunglasses from the that's not, that wasn't very cash money of you meme, I'm giving them all my money and I'm watching it like 50 times in theaters. This movie actually comes out in theaters Thursday? Yeah, the 31st. Yep. Or Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. Because Tuesday is the 30th. I know because it's my birthday. This is is Godzilla's birthday gift to me is this movie. (laughs) This movie is going to be great. I I just feel it. It's going to be interesting. Whether it's like critically great does not matter as we've seen with Godzilla King of Monsters which is my other like really quick argument so like would you consider Kong to be a monster like you said it earlier in the podcast like when you introduced it so Kong's a monster right he's supposed to be a monster yeah he's a monster well Godzilla is literally the king of monsters there's my like no actual argument argument yeah he's just the king of them like he should bow down logically right Logically, I'd, yes. That's a, that's a fake argument, but like you get what I mean. And like with so Godzilla King of Monsters, you know, critics hated it, right? But the fans loved it. But the fans like I guarantee that many people had similar experiences to me, which was like me in the IMAX like Godzilla blasts uh, I think it was Ghidorah for the first time. Like half the theater stood up and like screamed. Because they were just so happy that there was a big monster fight in their big monster fight movie. Which, like, in Godzilla 2014, there really wasn't that much. And like, I mean, there was that final portion where he used the nuclear breath. Yeah, but, like, that was one fight. It, it didn't really appeal to the audience that it was intended for. Yeah. The people it, wanted to see big monster fight big monster. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Like I just, I just, I want to see a return to Monkey from Kong, and then I want to see Godzilla be like, "That wasn't very cash money of you," and then blast him, <laughs> and then Mecha Godzilla gets dropped by like the military, and they're like, "Haha, we got them both now," and they're both just like, "Well, time to what? team up." Wait, I heard, I heard you were talking smack, U.S. government, and then they just blow him up. <laughs> Cool guys don't look at explosions walk away. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the, and then they have like like I said, that scene where Godzilla's like halfway in the water and Kong is like up on his little island and they're like making eye contact 
and you're like, are they about to fight again? And then they just do the cool guy nod, and they both turn away and walk into their respective like domains. Domains, yeah. And I think that's I think that's all I want. As much as I want Godzilla to just clap Kong so that I can stop hearing Big Monkey in my ears every time the movie gets brought up. Because, like, don't get me wrong. I am Big Monkey. I'm excited about Big Monkey. But Big Monkey should get clapped. And as much as I want to see it happen, and, I, like, the other thing that could happen is, like, Mechagodzilla kills Kong, and then, like, Godzilla, like, mourns him for a second. Like, I respected you as, like, not an equal. Well, like, he, he's like, I respected you as a warrior. And then he turns around and just kills Mechagodzilla to avenge Kong. And then Kong, like, slowly drops in the water. And his body like sinks, but then Godzilla realizes that the people care about Kong, so he brings his body up so that they can bury him, even though like it's gonna take a lot of shovels. <laughs> <laughs> I think this has turned into a discussion of who would win in the fight, and more just what do we want to see from. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, input two is all about movies and uh, TV series, so I mean, knowing what the fans want to see is like helpful to some people. Well, yeah, I mean, like. I've been a Godzilla fan since, I want to say elementary school, because my friend invited me over for his birthday party, and it was like, I thought it was going to be like a normal kid's birthday party, but all we did was watch Godzilla movies, which was way better. And it's like, especially if it's like your first time watching a Godzilla movie, and if you watch one of the older ones, like, you might think it's cheesy, and it kind of is in a lot of ways. But there's, like, so much story in them. There's so much effort put into them, like, regardless of how cheesy they are. And it's also, like, sometimes a movie doesn't have to be critically good to be amazing. You can just turn off your brain and enjoy Big Lizard fight Big Monkey or Big Lizard fight Big Pterodactyl or Big Lizard fight Bigger Lizard or Big Lizard fight Big Metal Lizard and just turn your brain off and just cheer for the Big Lizard. Uh, that was my that was my my little rant there. Man, I don't even think we've ran up an hour yet. So. Well, the, well, because we I think we all know where we stand. On yeah, the we we all kind of just stand on the side of Godzilla with Blake here playing <laughs> ad, devil's advocate on which our shoulders, which is necessary because like we have to we have to analyze it like you know and we could go into their weight or their reach or whatever. So like I looked at height of course because like. I mean, I looked at weight to see how much a monkey could probably pack, well, a gorilla, could yeah. pack into his punch. But in the end, I really think Godzilla is just going to take like, it. If you like... can take a bunch of missiles to the chest, I think you can take a monkey punch. Yeah. Like, I, like, like, let's, like let's say it's like a normal-sized gorilla. Like, let's, like, because we can't really, like, size it up in a way that makes a whole lot of sense. Like, let's say we take, like, a Komodo dragon that's, like, the size of a human. Or, like, not the size of a human, like, a Komodo dragon that's a bit bigger than a gorilla, because that's about the size difference. And, like, if I shoot that lizard with, like, a small missile or, like, even, like, a 50 caliber bullet and nothing happens, I'm not expecting him to take much damage when the gorilla just decks him, right? Yeah, I'm not expecting anything to really happen. I'm, I'm not even expecting bones to break at this point, because... If he's indestructible against bullets, I mean, Kong's gonna launcher. bleed. Kong's gonna bleed. Kong bled in his previous movie, and I think that because, like, let's be real, like we, Godzilla, you don't really know when he's like really hurt because he doesn't really bleed. Like he doesn't like get injured, injured, right? 
the only way that we like know that he's struggling is when he like goes like leaves. Like he'll just leave the situation. He'll be like, "Yeah, y'all can handle this. Like I'm not I'm not putting myself at risk." Uh, which is also like a reason that I don't think Kong could really beat him because like he would just be like, "Oh, I'm losing. I'm just gonna go into the ocean and just like recharge and come back and blast him." Because he's done that in also multiple movies, where he's just like left because it's like, "Oh no, Godzilla's hurt," and then we see him come back and just defeat whatever it was. Um, also, I love that Godzilla like transcends gender. I love that Godzilla has adopted children. Godzilla's like a very liberal dream if you think about it. <laughs> He's a he is he's a, a an example for us all, really. You know? Yeah, he he transcends gender. Gender doesn't exist for a Godzilla, and he he adopts he adopts other little kaiju. Um, there is so there's a I just want to highlight this one. So his name is uh, Mania, uh, spelled like Manila, kind of like Manila envelopes, and it, it's not Godzilla's biological kid that we know of. We don't know where his egg comes from. But some dude just, like, found the egg and was like, ah, I'm going to get me a Godzilla. And then he, like, opens the egg, but it's, like, premature. So this Godzilla is, like, underdeveloped. He's, like, half the size of Godzilla. And Godzilla's like, it's okay. I'll be your dad now or mom now, depending on whatever gender they decide to represent in that movie. Um, So he just has this adopted son that, like, really likes humans. And it's very funny to me. I think... Yeah, he just has, like, multiple children that he just kind of adopts. <laughs> that means Godzilla's a great example as a person. Yeah, and, and like, even, like, like so whenever humans, like, kind of try to take kaijus, right? So there's one that has, like, the Godzilla-sar, which is, like, a really short version of Godzilla, and it's a vegetarian, right? But Godzilla knows it's being born, like, for some reason. Like, he has, he has tabs on every kaiju in the world that we see, like, in Godzilla uh, King of Monsters... He knows where every kaiju is on Earth inherently. It's like an instinctual thing. So logically, he knows where Kong is. He knows who Kong is. And, like, he knows, he knows a lot about Kong without ever having to go near Kong. And so, like, like even when he heard that, like, the baby Godzilla star was being born and that humans kind of held it captive, he, like, that's when he started messing stuff up. He was like, nah, that's, that's not yours. So we, we, we stand a adoptive parent, a protective adoptive parent who transcends gender. <laughs> well, I feel like this episode has been one of my greatest episodes since <laughs> the Batman movie reboot <laughs> episode. That one was fun. You were here with me for that, Sam. I was. That one was fun. It filled an hour. It was great. It was fantastic. It was going over Bat history and Bat family. It was a good time. Bat-dum. Yes. It godzilla was, it was going over. <laughs> Today we just talked about how Godzilla would clap Kong with devil ad- Devil's Advocate here helping us kind of keep the discussion going. So I'd like to thank Sam Scheip and Blake Chapman for being here on the show. This has been Input 2, and we're hoping you come in and listen next time. <laughs>